right? Oh, we're live! It's Vinny Velo Day! Probably shouldn't start off the WindailySports.com Better Baseball Podcast by talking Vince Velasquez, but here we are, and here's what I that's what I'm doing here. I'm starting the show off with Vince Velasquez. Um, we are not actually going to probably talk about that game very much because, well, uh, it's very volatile and nobody wants any part of that. But Joining me right now on the Better Baseball Podcast, as he does on Thursdays and Fridays, it is Brian. Uh, Brian, how are you? I know you told me that you, you were looking through this slate and you were like, eh, it's a little, like, there's 14 games so I can find something, but like not the best. And uh, I will admit, I haven't looked much through it because I got mm-hmm. my vaccine shot this morning. So Congratulations. I had, I, I, I had priorities this mm-hmm. morning, all right? Yes, much more uh, important than, than yeah, baseball. Yeah, than looking over the baseball slate for right. today. I have about 100 more days to be doing this. So mm-hmm. uh, I think I'll be good. But, um, yeah, you said you looked through it and just not really anything that stood out to you. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple things that kind of piqued my interest. But right. outside, look, outside of – being a fan and wanting to watch the Dodgers Padres game tonight. Betting wise, I didn't see a whole lot of things that like really struck me as yes. Let me put money right. down on, <laughs> on these things. Um, you know, it, it's a bunch of like matchup wise. It's just a bunch of awkward, you know, mid season, yeah. mid April matchups. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't, sense. It, it's just one of those slates that, like, all right, you've moved into the series where now you're, like, getting teams that don't normally play each other that often or yeah. or that, you know, don't have long-standing rivalries or, or stuff like that. I mean, yeah, the Brewers and Cubs you can get up for because you're Brewers and Cubs and you're, like, an hour yeah. and a half, two hours away <laughs> from each other. And, you know, locally you can get into that matchup. But, like, you know, like Pirates-Twins, I don't care, um, you know. Phillies, Rockies, like you said, it, it's so volatile. I mean, what what would you even look at except for maybe the over on runs? Like, right, exactly. Yeah, you no, know, you're right. Yeah, yeah. But so I, you know, I I come through. I picked three, and I was questioning if I should even go with those three games. But like, <laughs> like that's what I was. Uh, you know, there's a, like really, I look at this slate, and I'm like, as a baseball fan, I'm looking at maybe angels Astros to see if the Astros can keep it up and see what happens with Mike Trout. Yeah. Um, but really my viewing interest is Dodgers Padres and, and everything else can just kind of take a back seat as far as my viewing interests as what I'm going to watch on TV. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That has become, that has become must watch at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dodgers Padres last night's game was incredible. Yes. Uh, I, I loved it. So that, pretty that much double all play in the eighth inning. Oh man. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Like, all right, I, I know we could probably go through a list of things like mm-hmm. the, you know, the 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 diving play was great and the flip yes. over to the short was mm-hmm. great. But the freaking throw was an absolute laser yes. from Fernando Tatis. He and that's to do it just, and he did it. Yeah. Like it, in, in a play with so many surprises, the throw was so good that that's the one that I mm-hmm. went, whoa. <laughs> holy yes. Shit. Holy crap. Um, yeah, if if anyone didn't know yet, Fernando Tatis Jr. Mm-hmm. he's good at baseball. Uh, if he can clean up, if he can, if he can clean up his fielding a little, he would yes. be. You know, the tools are there for sure. The tools are definitely there. He just needs to clean up those errors on you know the fielding side, and he'll be like the best all around young player that will grow into a huge superstar. Yeah, even more so than what he is right now. You know, down the line. 
Yeah, absolutely. Better Baseball Podcast, WindailySports.com. Look, a lot of the stuff that we, uh, you know, look at the numbers and it helps us out here a lot. It is the articles over at WindailySports.com. You can check out the starting rotation article. You can check out uh, picks and pivots as well for my guy, Brian. And uh, I, I say we just get right into it. And I think the, the one thing, and I don't know how much we should be picking on this, uh, but I just want to ask you as a general question because I think I go here. And mm-hmm. I go with also the Braves as well. You can't go with the money line, but I went with a team total. Mm-hmm. Um, the home road splits, how, I mean, they're obviously notable, but yeah. how much should I guess we be using them? Because I feel like I'm going to use it a little bit for tonight's games just to just to find any edge if possible. And I feel like the home road splits are, are where we can maybe find that edge a little bit. I mean, it's definitely worthwhile because, I mean, look, you got your fans behind you, you got your you know, local parks with the backgrounds and the fielding dimensions and and all that stuff. I mean, like, you know, as, as I watched baseball games through and through, you hear announcers in different games at different points. I didn't notice it until all of a sudden I noticed like everybody was talking about it here and there. It's like, um, it's one of those things like, Oh, I have a red car. Now I notice everybody has a red car. You don't know. Oh, you yeah, don't necessarily yeah. pay attention yeah, to that. Yeah. No, yeah, that you get a Chevy Cruise and then you realize, Oh wow. Everybody else has a Chevy Cruise. Apparently. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, Every, everybody's got the Corolla. So, um, <laughs> but no, like as you know, teams struggle on the road or just in a slump altogether or whatever, you know, being at home with fans helps. And the announcers have called it out a few times. It's like, look, even if you're in a slump or you're struggling or you need to get something going in baseball, you just can't play harder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, like, yeah. like, like if you're in football, like if you're a running back having a, a tough game or whatever, you could just try in, and barrel through somebody. <laughs> right. In theory, you could run harder. Or you could try to get that extra yard. You could try to do a little extra to get that, advantage or, or to break out of your slump or, or to, to gain a little more stats in your favor. You can physically do something to increase your advantage. But in baseball, you don't necessarily have that advantage. You can't just yeah. swing harder and hope to get up more hits. You know, you just can't throw harder and try to get more, you know, statistical advantage on something that's happening in a game. But being at home can give you that edge. I mean, look at what the Astros did last night. You know, they were struggling. They were in a slump. They couldn't get anything together. You know, yeah. even even though they had pieces in their lineup back, like Bregman was back two nights ago or three, or three nights ago when they played their last game. Like, he went 0 for 4 or whatever in Colorado. But last night, he's he's all over – you know, he's all over the Angels pitching at home. Yep. You get that crowd behind you. You get a little momentum. You can do stuff. I mean, I saw it when um, in the NHL when, like, I'm a Penguin fan, when the Penguins were allowed to have fans back into the arena. Like, their game jumped in whatever that first game was back with fans. Like, they went from, you know, okay, we're a talented team to we got – like 3000 fans in the building, screaming, yelling, <laughs> making noise. You know, you get that energy up, you get that yeah. energy and it, and it raises your, your level a little bit at least. So being this early in the season, not really sure how teams are going to play out, how teams are going to, you know, match up against other teams and stuff. 
I think being at home is a is a worthwhile thing to take a look at, especially in some of these early matchups where, you know, maybe these teams haven't seen each other yet in over a season or whatever because of last year only playing in division, you know, American National League teams. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it definitely matters. Now, yeah. in the long run, in the long run, is it going to like be the be all end all deciding edge that is going to help? Maybe not, but in the short term, at least for now, right? To be in yeah. April until trying to get your legs underneath you and figure out how the team is actually going to work together, definitely being at home with the fans and the crowd and the everything will will be of an advantage that you can yeah. look at and say, okay, look, the Phillies are at home as opposed to on the road. I'll go with the Phillies in this case, even though it's close. Or the, when the Reds are at home, typically you want to lean towards the Reds. Not that that's a guarantee, but it definitely helps. Yeah, it does. And I think we've been seeing it with the, the Reds mostly. We bet on the Reds a lot at home, and mm-hmm. their their runs per game tell you that story of they're scoring a lot yes. of runs. Uh, Atlanta's the same way, though, and that's mm-hmm. why immediately – like, I'm not going to bet Atlanta because I think the tough part with them is Waskari Noah's on the mound, and he's been – I mean, just one extreme to the other this season. And if we're right. gonna be honest, like Luke Weaver is okay. Like he's a good mm-hmm. pitcher. He's better than Waskari Noah uh, at this yes. point. So I would trust him. But I, I so that's why I can't take money line. And even if the Braves just they're dealing with some things like bullpen isn't mm-hmm. nearly as strong as it was last season. They're kind of dealing with that. Starting pitching is having to step up, but this is not the starting pitcher I would want that from. Like Ian Anderson was phenomenal. Uh, so you have to give him credit for what he did in that game. Uh, so I don't want to go with any money lines here. I think right away I just kind of look at the team total and think, look, mm-hmm. if the Braves, uh, the Braves hit well at home, I think they can hit Luke Weaver. Uh, and mm-hmm. and I think I'm just going to take my chances with Atlanta being so good at home. You know, I, I'm I'm not. There's not many edges to take early on in a season, but if I see the home road splits the way they are, uh, and yeah. it's like it's with a bunch of teams, with the Reds, Atlanta, the Phillies, uh, I, I mm-hmm. think I'll. I'll definitely do that. And the Atlanta is pretty good against right-handed pitching as well. So they should be able to, I think, tag Luke Weaver a little bit here. And uh, I think, yeah, I think they end up putting yeah. over four and a half runs. I, I I like this bet a lot, to be honest. It's definitely possible. I mean, look, the Braves have a nice lineup that can break out at any moment yeah. and really put runs on the board. Luke Weaver is a nice matchup for them. He's okay. Not going to be that shutdown starter necessarily that you're, you know, looking forward to put up against the Braves lineup. So they can take their shot. Tra- they can take their shots and capitalize on some mistakes and really, uh, you know, really have the opportunity to put runs on the board, definitely get runners on base. If they can capitalize on those, on those base runners and, and get that key hit at the moment or break an inning open. I, yeah. I like, I like the Braves in that, in that setting. So I did highlight this one at first. Mm-hmm. Um, I will go back to this because I knew <laughs> you have games definitely you want to talk to. So I'm, yeah. I'm just seeing the slate and I'm kind of picking at, at first. I see the Brewers plus plus one twenty five. Obviously mm-hmm. I think they've been much better than the Cubs this season. Yes. I have faded Kyle Hendricks before <laughs> because I think he's overpriced. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. Look, I think anytime, you know, the Brewers have, you know, any of their starting pitch, I mean, Brett Anderson, Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, you know, their starting rotation has been really good. So I, I like to bet on the Brewers and it's been mm-hmm. working out. Uh, mm-hmm. But the Cubs do hit left-handed pitching pretty well, and that's the only thing. Like, what if you look at any metrics with the Cubs? Everything tells you, oh, this lineup is just dog crap. Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing remotely redeeming about this lineup <laughs> until you realize, oh, they can 
they can actually hit left-handed pitching pretty well. So it's not the best matchup for Brett Anderson. Uh, right. Do I think he's at least a better pitcher? I mean, at this point, you know, Kyle, Kyle Hendricks is good. I'm not saying he's yeah. bad, but uh, at this point, I feel like Brett Anderson's pitching much better than him. And uh, I think the Brewers will be able to tag the Cubs for some runs. Uh, mm-hmm. I just, I'm worried about that left-handed matchup. So as I'm kind of working through that one as well, you do have a play in the, the Mets Nationals game. Now, yeah. obviously, holy, eh, eh, holy bleep, holy bleep. <laughs> that is ridiculous. I will advise That's- anyone. No one bet this. No That's one bet extreme. this. Yeah. Those are stupid <laughs> bets, especially with the Grom's, you know, re- the, the Mets mm-hmm. record with the Grom on the mound. Um, yeah. The only thing I would say, strikeout props whenever they come up, obviously just take the over on the Grom if it's not juiced up uh, too much. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe as well, like what about a uh, first five under three and a half yeah. here? Uh, basically, we have to figure out whether or not Eric Fady can end up taking on that lineup. But the thing is the Mets lineup kind of stinks. It's not yeah, good. It kind of stinks. Um, it's encouraging <laughs> to see Pete Alonzo. <laughs> yeah, that was, it, it really yeah. was encouraging to see him hit. One. You know, it, but it's, it's encouraging to see Pete Alonzo get back to back games with home runs. Yeah. Um, for sure. So maybe his bat is starting to light, you know, light up a little bit, get, get some life into it. And, and, you know, maybe, maybe jumpstart a Mets offense that needs to get really into rhythm. Like we said yesterday, their schedule just hasn't allowed them to be, you know, routinely on the field in a regular rotation. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, they're still battling a little bit with the inconsistencies of weather delays and COVID and, yep. and, and that type of thing. But, I mean, if Alonzo can get going, they're back at home. Um, it would be encouraging if Francisco Lindor was a little more consistent because, you know, like two games ago, he goes like two for three or something like that. And then yesterday, the he's, yeah. yeah, with the home run, his first Mets home run in a regular season game. Um, you know, but like yesterday, he's 0 for 4 or 0 for 5 or whatever it was. But he was 0 for whatever. And like two, you know, prior to that three for four game or whatever he went with the home run, he was 0 for like he's had a bunch of games where he's 0 for. Yeah. And that's that's not good. You can't sustain that so like if, if you're and you can't up, bet on it too. no you can't bet yeah. on it. It, it he he's totally inconsistent so far um he's been underwhelming as far i mean that's that's gonna work itself out in the long run but you gotta wait until that does you know you just can't jump on on the mets lineup because a lot of players are are like that i mean you can have you know, some spot hits with McNeil and Conforto and Nimmo and, and those guys, if they can get going and be in the lineup consistently and be and be what they are supposed to be, you know, and look like they do on paper. But with Alonzo getting his bat going, hopefully that can give them enough offense right. to yeah, back ex- up exactly. the drum. Yeah, that, that's, that's it. All, well, that's, that's all we're looking for right now is just get enough support for DeGrom to let him play his game effectively but that's exactly why and you're right it's just and, enough yes. runs but i if i'm going first five under first five under I, three i, and I and think a half, that can happen in this game even with even with eric feedy mm-hmm. uh i always forget how to say his name if i'm saying it wrong <laughs> please somebody in the chat <laughs> tell me like you're an idiot john please say the guy's name right but if yeah. you look at his last two the first start was the one why is ERA? you look at it you mm-hmm. go, whoa over five it's really bad but four and two thirds against the cardinals one run yep. five run or five innings against the diamondbacks mm-hmm. one run so yeah, he's pitched been, well. Yeah, the last two starts. And 
you can mm -hmm. go like somebody can go right back at me and say, John, it's the Diamondbacks and Cardinals. Yeah. Like, what are we talking about here? Well, the Mets are kind of there. I mean, the Mets we're, are in we're, that, we're expecting yeah. one player to to do most of the damage here. Right. Um, and Pete Alonzo. Mm -hmm. Not saying that you should put uh Feedy in your like DFS lineups. I would not do that. No, absolutely not. no, but I don't think he's going to get absolutely crushed. And I think it's at uh, least yeah. it's 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 a bet I'm willing to take it even mm -hmm. money because I likely know with the way Washington can't hit against right-handed pitching. Yep. And look, you can look at their strikeout rate and say it's low. And they're not going to hit against matter. Degrom either. <laughs> Degrom's going to strike them all out. I mean, it's it's gonna it's just going to be a, a mess. Right. So I think the Grom will basically have a shutout through five mm -hmm. innings. Yeah. Can Eric Feedy or Fetty, whatever his name is. <laughs> I know. I wish I should. I should know the name. I'm a professional guys. I, I, uh, but, I should have looked up his highlights to figure out what his right, name is. I, see, you do the same thing. I look up <laughs> yeah. highlights. But of course, I, I, I need to know what the other people are saying so I can say it like exactly. Uh, I think I've seen his, I guess, I think I've seen him stabilize enough mm -hmm. that I don't think there's going to be a ton of damage from the Mets lineup here. Right. Uh, and we know Jacob DeGrom, first five unders like Shane Bieber, have been Ooh. hitting at a very high rate. I just I think that's the play here still. If you're worried about the pitching matchup on the national side, to me, I say don't just look at you know mm -hmm. how bad the Mets lineup has been. Yeah, I and would not I, think, I would not be worried about Fetty. It so. took him it took it took him a while to hit off of Trevor Williams, and Williams yeah. isn't a good pitcher. No. You know, so uh, yeah, I, I I just this Mets lineup isn't right yet. Yes, mm -hmm. uh, do they have potential and pop? Sure. And could Absolutely. Pete Alonso hit a hit a grand slam in this game to ruin my bet? Absolutely. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I think I can bet on the chances of that not happening and an even money here. I think it's a good one. So yeah, I definitely like that bet a lot. And it's it, look, it's something that you can get action on uh, in that game and try and take advantage of the Grom. So the next one you want to go to Angels and Houston. I know for me, like I would love to go Angels here, but you know, mm -hmm. see, they're another team. Home road splits. They are much yeah. better at home than they are on the Absolutely. road. I would like to bet the Astros, but minus mm -hmm. one forty-one isn't really a price I'm willing to pay for the Astros. Mm -hmm. It just, you know what? Last night I got beat primarily because you know they scored eight runs. Yeah. So give it to them. But I primarily got beat by Christian Javier just being absolutely mm -hmm. filthy. And I wasn't ready yeah. for that. I don't think the Angels <laughs> are ready for that. Uh, well, but in, in this one, are the Angels, like Gr Grinky seems like a matchup that the Angels could take advantage of. I'm just, I'm just want to, I want to stay away from this one for me. Yeah. I mean, there's reason to stay away from it. Absolutely. Um, look, based on last night's game, I mean, I said Javier was great in his, what, first start when we were picking Lazardo to, to outpitch him. And I said, no, 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 no. Give, give Javier his, his credit. And I mean, he's shown up more times than not, you know, the, the, the sending down prior to last start was, you know, planned part of the Astros, uh, you know, plan for him to get him extended. Um, so the fact that he came out and pitched very well was, yeah. Not necessarily surprising, but the fact that he shut them down as well as he did was a little surprising. But no, I mean, Javier is a good pitcher and, and he's proven it over enough starts that we can probably put him in that quality starter category without For needing sure. to second think about it. Um, but I mean, Granke has been shut down, you know, like he can shut down a lineup and, and he has consistently done it in his starts, you know, over his career. You know, now can can the Angels jump on him? Maybe, but again, like 
you know, Mike Trout got hit in the elbow yesterday, and he's probable for today. I haven't seen the projected lineups. I think he's in it. Mm -hmm. I can't 100% say that, but I know Madden right. said he should be in today. So I would anticipate Mike Trout being in the lineup today. Um, but even still, um, I think Greinke can get his pitches in. I think he can, you know, I mean, you're not going to find a much better starter than Zach Greinke at home. Right. I mean, I mean, the, the, the stats back him up that, that he's going to be DeGrom light, you know, at his best. So, you know, I, I love Zach Greinke on the mound. The angels lineup has been solid, but I mean, like yesterday they left runners on base all game. They were Oh, for nine. Killing me. (laughs) They were Oh, for nine with runners in scoring position. Oh, yeah. for nine. Now, I know, you know, Mike Trout got taken out in the fifth inning. So that second half of the game, you don't have your, you know, one of your most prominent bats in the lineup. But like, even still, um, Otani didn't do anything. He was 0 for five or how many ever at bats he was. He was an 0 for, um, you know, Pujols got a late home run. I believe it was late. Um, but it was, you know, it was a little too late, too little, too late, kind of meaningless. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean. Bregman and Correa just turned it up and and set the Astros off. Now, like I like we said yesterday, the Astros lineup needs to get itself together. And you know, looking at the lineup with Correa leading off, and Bregman was what third, I think, in the lineup. And I mean, he was on fire. Correa was on fire. The other, you know, Straw and Tucker and those other guys played their played their roles appropriately. Um, when you look at it, really, all they're missing is Jose Altuve. And he should be back in a couple of days. Um, so do I like the Astros against Heaney? Yeah, I do. Because, you know, at home, like we said, at home, they get the, yep. uh, you know, they get the, the crowd emotion. They get their fans back into the, into the flow of things. And they're one of the stadiums that has a higher attendance than most of the other stadiums in the league. Um, you know, they can get 10, 15,000 fans backing them. I mean, look. If Bregman can keep his hot bat, you know, can keep a hot bat, then there's no there's no denying that the Astros can be powerful and put runs on the board. Now, Heaney pitched well in his last outing, but can he pitch well enough to keep the Angels in the game if Zach Greinke's on, on his game? I mean, that's going to be a tough ask. So yeah. I kind of like various, you know, things that you can look at in this game, not necessarily the money line or whatever, but like, I think if you're looking at Greinke, you know, maybe a first five thing, that should be very doable for the Astros' favor. Yeah, definitely. Uh, better Baseball Podcast, WindailySports.com. Uh, all I know is I'm, I'm not betting the Angels here. It just – no, it's I not, not. It doesn't seem like a good spot at all. Uh, one game I do want to go to real quick. Herman Marquez uh, has actually been pitching pretty well at home. Mm-hmm. and it's It's not just – uh, and why I'm taking the money line and not, you know, taking team total over. I'm not taking the over in this game. Um, I know the Rockies aren't great. They're only six and two this season. All six, six and 12, excuse me. All six wins though are at home. Mm-hmm. So I think I like the spot here against not just Vince Velasquez, but a depleted Phillies lineup, a depleted Phillies team. Mm-hmm. You know, if the Rockies do end up putting up some runs, I'm just not sure this Phillies lineup is capable and it might take, you know, it's, 
it's on any given day. Sure. The Phillies have enough in that lineup, like mm-hmm. Bryce Harper, Ramuto, all of those guys to put up runs yeah. and look, Moniak and Maton even put up a few runs against mm-hmm. the giants, but it's not something that you expect every single night. And right. uh, it's, it's to a point where if the Rockies do end up putting, you know, five, six runs, it might almost seem out of reach for the Phillies a little bit here. Uh, just because, you know, is Mickey Moniak going to hit another three run home run for him? Is Reese Hoskins going to break out of his slump? Uh, is, is Andrew McCutcheon going to, to get on base? Jeez. Uh, it's, it's just horrible. So I think Marquez is a good enough matchup and I'm not even just going to take first five here uh, because I, I think there always is that potential, at least with the first like three innings and, you know, things get wacky enough and not again, this isn't, I'm a, by the way, if people know I'm a Vince Velasquez guy, even though I know I shouldn't be, but <laughs> even with that being said, like, I just, I don't trust the Rockies enough at all to, you know, get runs early on the Phillies or, you know, to, to make a, a big money line bet against them to the point where like, cause I, I would imagine the first five, they were, they are juiced up a lot more. Yeah, minus 152 because the pitching matchup is so in their favor. But I think the the reason why I could take the full game and take it at a better price is not just because of Velasquez, but because of the bullpen for the Phillies is depleted. The lineup for the Phillies is depleted. I think throughout nine innings, I think I'm more giving myself a shot here for the Phillies to fall apart uh, than just five innings. So I think betting the full game with them is probably the better way to go here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, the Rockies against Velasquez, I mean, that's kind of a, a good matchup for the Rockies. I mean, they they, they can get yes. hits. They can yeah, get hits against sure. him. Um, they can definitely get runners on base. Can they can they break it open? Can they get that key hit? Can they take advantage of the mistakes? I mean, that's a that's always the question. Yeah. You know, you're never not gonna have that question. But, you know, I mean the Rockies haven't shown consistency enough to really um routinely bet on them to put those runs on the board. Although this is a good matchup, they should be able to do it. They've played tough against good teams. And, yeah. you know, with the Phillies being depleted as they are, like this should have been what Matt Moore's start and he's out with COVID or whatever. Um, yeah. well, COVID well, related. COVID, COVID related. related and also yeah. even when he does come back, I, I honestly don't expect him to be back in the room. Right. He's probably not going to factor in too much more. Um, but yeah, I mean, What's Velasquez's ERA? Nine? I mean, it's not like he's... It is. It is. It's not like he's been great so far in his outing. So I mean, there's definitely possibilities here for the Rockies to jump all over him. Uh, yeah, there is. You know. And, and, and I think... It's just that, do we trust the Rockies enough do we to trust them to do it? To do it, at, yeah. At home, I trust them more. But I still don't trust them 100% to say, yes, they're going to put runs... Like, like yesterday right. when I said, you know... The Mets are going to give up runs because Lucchese's on the mound. And what the Cubs do? They scored three runs in the, those innings against Lucchese. Yeah. And then they took Lucchese out and it kind of stabilized. But, you know, this isn't necessarily that situation for the Rockies against Velasquez. So it's just a matter of how's it going to play out. I like the matchup for the Rockies lineup. Right, to get exactly. Those runs. Yeah, yeah I, I think this is the game where usually we like to shorten our variables and just go mm-hmm. with, you know, starting pitching matchup against lineup. But I think right. it, it's a little bit better here if we go full nine. We're getting Absolutely. a better you got price. It. Yeah, you got but it. we're the the Phillies variables is where I want to bet against because once mm-hmm. they start getting deeper into their lineup, deeper into the bullpen, 
And we expect it to be mostly a bullpen game. Velasquez being coming out of the bullpen and the, the long seas pitcher is in a long relief outing, I think two and a thirds. So mm-hmm. I, I expect him to go and usually he only goes three or four innings. Right. So if this is primarily a bullpen game, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the Phillies just haven't been hitting and, you know, the deeper you go into their lineup, it's not good. I think that I want to give myself the full nine at a better price because I'm also feeling like I'm giving myself a better chance in the, in the mm-hmm. full nine as well. Uh, yeah. WindDailySports.com, better baseball podcast. We do have, one more game to go over for you. And it's a game I luckily stayed away from yesterday because I was I was thinking mm-hmm. Cleveland, but there was something in the back of my head and I didn't feel great about it. I just said, you know what? I'm backing off. No way I can do Ooh. it. But are, are, are we going with Cleveland here? I mean, are we backing? Like Logan Allen isn't obviously Cleveland's best pitcher, but right. he's an okay one. Jordan okay Montgomery is not really doing that hot no i mean should should a yankees team that's on the road that's 7-11 this season Mm -hmm. and with one of their bottom of the rotation starters in the lineup be a minus 143 favorite look i that game last night was sloppy and oh it was disgusting it was and it was it was it was pretty awful i mean absolutely look i'm not a yankee fan i I laugh at Yankee fans because they always have that sky is falling mentality of even if a pitcher throws a ball or whatever to start the game, it's like, oh, take him out. He's the worst pitcher ever. Um, But look, the Yankees have the talent. They can get to Logan Allen. Will they get to Logan Allen is a better question. Um, But if, if they play and I'm going to say this name, and it's going to be crazy to say this name when you look at the lineup of the Yankees. But if they can put Kyle Higashioka in, oh, well done, well done, and 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 he's been like, granted, he hasn't been the best offensive player the Yankees have had throughout the thing. But when he gets in and he has his starts and stuff, he puts numbers up against yeah. you know opposing pitching and opposing teams and and he he gets the rbis he gets the hits um you know he needs to be in that lineup because so far when he is played he's usually one of the key offensive components in that lineup so far because they just haven't gotten anything really going you know you get a couple long home runs occasionally from judge and stanton and whatnot but like consistently getting hits you got to go with higashioka you can't put you know, Gary Sanchez and he's not going to, he hasn't proven to be, you know, able to be trusted to get the ball in play at the plate. He's not that great defensively either. So you might as well go with Kyle, get him in there, let the offense at least get base hits, you know, at least get hits. I mean, Kyle had a home run last night. That was again, late in the game, but it was meaningful because, you know, the Yankees were matching what the Indians were doing. Um, and and also, you got to go with Rubnet Odor. He's gotten some key hits. He has. He's been doing well. Yeah, he's he been has. doing well. And yeah. and that really says something when you know you look at the Yankees lineup and you're like, who's going to show up and actually produce? And so far, regularly, nobody has. But Odor has since he's been picked up. Higashioka has for the most part when he's been in the lineup regularly. You know. Yes, game to game, you might sit there and say, oh, well, he had a bad game here, he had a bad game there. But like consistently through the year so far in April, if you're 7-11, and you got to go with guys that can get you hits. 
And so far, Odor Higashioka has gotten you some hits. Um, yeah. You know, is a, is you know, you, you just got to go with those guys. Um, Glaber Torres. You know, a couple of days ago, people were yelling at him for not running down the baseline. Yesterday, he got some nice hits. He got some balls in play. He he made some stuff happen. Can he continue to do that? I think he can. I know he can. Um, I feel like with whatever lackadaisically running down the baseline on Wednesday was, um, you know, Boone talked to him. I think he lit a fire under him. I think he can, you know, get out there, get some aggressive hits, be some, be somebody on the base path that can get some, you know, movement that can get some runners in the scoring position to capitalize. Look, Logan Allen isn't a great pitcher. Um, the lineup for the Indians is not great, mm-hmm. period. You know, Montgomery... Well, I, I, the Yankees lineup hasn't been good either, though. So no, it's, they it's, haven't. It's that's definitely, what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that's, that's why... I, <laughs> You know, our usual, what we would say about the Yankees lot, if they're great, you know, they obviously cannot yeah. hit the, but it's but not that haven't. case. And they struggle against left-handed pitching a yes. lot. Uh, so this, this might be a good, honestly, um, this might be a good spot to take the pitching matchup here for mm-hmm. Cleveland. They're the home team. Yes. You know, I, I I hate to say the better team, but it's not like the Yankees are playing any better. I know they no. got the win yesterday, but, you know, I'll, I'll take the pitching matchup. I'll just bet on yeah. that, and I'll, I'll bet a mm-hmm. first five. I'll Absolutely. bet on Logan Allen at home. You know, against a, a, a Yankees lineup that hit left-handed pitching. You know, right. I think backing home teams is is working a little bit in, mm-hmm. in this case. But yeah, a home dog for sure. Uh, I I love that spot for Cleveland mm-hmm. and a first five money line. You broke it down really well. Yeah, uh, I think it works. And hey, if if you maybe want to go total runs first five under, I could definitely see this game. I could see under. It under. Yeah, or they could I, be both so bad it goes over. I mean, it's just it's just one of those right. things. You know how. Like yesterday, it was bad, but it was bad defensively. Like the Indians right, were getting balls like they, in play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, they scored three in the first inning, and then the Yankees scored three in the second. And it was or all third defensive, inning, just, you know. just miscues. That yeah, like, it was all bad just inning. bad defensive plays. Um, you know, Aaron Hicks misplayed a ball in the thing. Gardner had a nice sliding, almost catch that popped out of his glove that was a base hit. Um, you know, there's there's things there that I don't expect to be replicated today you know like mm-hmm. are they going to be as bad defensively today as they were yesterday i don't expect that i don't think that they're going to be that bad in the field either team to be honest yeah. is going to be that bad in the field you know consecutive days or day in and day out you know it's just, it's just not you're just not going to make that many errors every not not even errors just misplays yeah you know that that often um it's just a matter of what can the lineups do? I think Logan Allen can hold his own for the first handful of innings. Yeah, and, and exactly. Get, and, yeah. And, and, and get to the point where, look, the Yankees have that experience. They have that firepower if they ever put it into use. They haven't yet so far. Um, but they take good at bats for the most part. They can take pitches. They can wait for their pitch to come. They can't take advantage of it. They haven't yet so far. So – are the Yankees going to be disciplined and yeah. wait for Logan Allen to make a mistake? Or are they going to be the 7-11 and 11 Yankees that we've watched so far and, you know, be up there first pitch swinging and, you know, trying to force things that they don't need to force? That, that's, that's the question for me is like, look, Logan Allen can pitch decent enough to get through his outing mm-hmm. and not 
put the Indians in a position to just get blown away by the Yankees. Not not these Yankees. Not not at this point. Yeah. So exactly. You know, can the Yankees be disciplined enough to take their shots? That's yeah. And I think that's. Yeah, and I think I'm going to take my my chances on that at plus yeah. money. Uh, so here's the board, what it's looking for today. We have that Cleveland plus 123 for the first five money line. Uh, Braves over four and a half total runs, mm-hmm. minus 110. Like the matchup, like the fact that they're at home. Brewers, I'm taking a chance on. Um, it's mm-hmm. not the best spot, I would mm-hmm. say, but I, I'm going to rely on Brett Anderson and just being a good pitcher, being able to um, – keep the Cubs lineup down enough. I know they've been good mm-hmm. against left-handed pitching, uh, but I think it's worth taking a shot on the Brewers plus 128. They have been winning a lot. The starting pitching has been good. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking under uh, three and a half for the first five innings in the Mets Nationals game, uh, Jacob DeGrom and the first five unders have been hitting the, it's the same rate as Shane Bieber has as well. Uh, you know, I think the Mets lineup too kind of plays into this and factors in as well. And we're going against the Phillies and we're going full game. You know, this isn't one where you just go, First five and bet, you know, Vince Velasquez. Well, Vince Velasquez is only going to pitch probably three innings anyway, three, three, four innings. And so I, I think I'm going to bet the the not so good variables of the Phillies, where if they get into their bullpen deep, it's likely not going to end up well. Their lineup, you know, once they go deep into the lineup, it's not going to end well for them. Uh, so, you know, I can't bet Rockies team total over. I'm just not sure about it, but I do think the Rockies end up winning this one with Armand Marquez on the mound. Uh, minus 121 money line. I think that's the play I'm going to go with here. We're going to go with on the Better Baseball Podcast. That is it for the Better Baseball Podcast. It was a little late today because, uh, well, I got my vaccine, first dose of it. So uh, I had to do important things, had to do my thing for, uh, you know, to get back out into society and be a normal human being, maybe for a little bit. Uh, not that I've ever been a normal human being, uh, but we'll be back. Monday. It's Friday. I I didn't even mention that. It's Friday. By the way, happy Friday, Friday, Brian. Have a great weekend. Uh, Everyone, have a great weekend. (laughs) WindailySports.com. Check out all the articles. And we'll be back on Monday here for the Better Baseball Podcast. WindailySports.com. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.